This is America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. I just see a huge train wreck come down. On News Talk 1290. Join the conversation by calling 1-800-577-1290 or online at healthreformexplained.com. Once again, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Later in the show, I'm going to read you some of the clips or read you some of the comments on our Facebook page. Just check it out, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. You see at least a post today there with uh, past segments, analysis, insights, and a lot of actually entertainment, just seeing a lot of people chime in. Everybody's got their own story on there, so I encourage you to check out uh, that when you have a moment. Uh, don't do it while you're driving, though, if you're listening right now. We're talking with Alan Hager and uh, Matt Barrows here uh, today, and we are uh, discussing Medicaid. And last segment before the timeout, I brought down how – big of a problem this could be for state governments. I just don't know that I like the direction that either side is going with any changes that that they're going to be. I mean, they call it Obamacare light, but I think uh, state governments, state legislatures might uh, need to start working full time if they change some of these things. What do you think about that, Alan? Oh, Sean, could you repeat that? I lost you there for just a moment. I was saying uh, state governments are going to be uh, under a lot of problems because of the capitated reimbursement and and things that people don't understand. Do you think they might have to go to being full-time instead of part-time with these changes? I do think they would have to go to full-time just because when you look at everything and the way it's laid out, it's very much structured that way. Medicaid is a uh, it's a, a, a an entitlement program that is a partnership, so to speak, in that federal and state it's federally and and state funded. And in our in our state is Medicaid the number one budgetary expense or is it number two? You know, it is number uh, it is number one. Uh, the top uh, that and education are the top two expenses in the state of Nebraska. Okay, so that and then, and it's probably like that all all across the country. So how are these people going to be able to be able to handle a, a fundamental change of their program? Not saying that it doesn't need to be reformed because the pro the, 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 the Medicaid program is on, is on life support financially. I think over the next 10 years, there's something that well, has to be done, but I don't know that they're going to like this approach. Well, and I, I would, I would agree with you that first off Medicaid is on life support. I mean, when you're seeing constant increases in cost of care, uh, where you don't necessarily see those costs in the private insurance model, uh, any type of large increase, large increases over the next 10 years in Medicaid is absolutely unsustainable. And so, uh, when you look at that, you know, states like California that are constantly in the red, and Colorado, and uh, Arizona and New York, especially, uh, the, the blue states that seem to be the, have the most problems with their budget are the states where we're going to see a lot of the problems exist for them to be able to figure out how to uh, provide care at a cheaper cost. And that could be possibly problematic for beneficiaries, wouldn't yes, you say? Yes, and so... Oh, totally. I, you know, because the, cause here's the thing. When, when, when Medicaid is already only providing about care 
and payment at about six cents out of every, you know, about 60%. So 60 cents out of every dollar. And here for the last, oh, what, five, six years, it's been 100% for those who are now covered. Uh, and that's going away in 2020. Uh, you have a very, uh, a, a group of uh, hospitals and clinicians and, and providers that are very skeptical of any change that the federal government is going to do that promotes and promises payments at a certain level. How about uh, you did uh, some research onto the impact of the Medicaid expansion on rural hospitals. Do you think they're going to like this new model? No, because their their, uh, organization and themselves, they're coming out against the the American Health Care Act because uh, again, the thing, the same things apply to rural health care in uh, this organization and, and the way that they look at how they receive payments. And so I think, again, they're already running slim margins, very slim, less than, in some cases, less than 2%. Uh, and so then uh, when you add this on top of it uh, and you take away some of those dollars, uh, you create a, a, a possibility that there could be more hospital closures. Now, I will tell you that I've had conversations with uh, Senator Merv Reapy, who used to be a, a hospital CEO, uh, and I've talked to him about this exact uh, scenario uh, back when we were talking about this with the Affordable Care Act. And he said, "Hey, if they're gonna if they're gonna dance with that, then you know they have to uh, you know they have to understand that." The, the situation that they're going to be in when they're dealing with the federal government. So at some point, some of these hospitals might actually have to take ownership of those issues. Yep. And that's, it's even harder. I think one of the top issues that they're already grappling with is just how to handle all these changes that are coming down from anything. Yes. Any uh, final things uh, on your radar this week before we let you go? Well, I would have to say that uh, in the Senate, you know, you're looking at probably a 51 to 49 right now, 50-50. Um, so it very likely could come down to maybe a uh, one senator or the vice president. Um, I would be watching, frankly, I would be watching Louisiana, and I would be watching Arizona, uh, Senator Flake and Senator McCain. And uh, uh, so I would be watching those three Um our senators here in Nebraska have said that they will vote uh, for the AHCA. Uh, and so, uh, again, I think uh, you've got a lot of moving parts, a lot of people putting a lot of pressure on things. And so uh, I would definitely say uh, watch the Senate. Um, and I would also, if I were uh, those uh, that were concerned about Medicaid uh, dollars, I would be getting uh, a hold of your your senator, but I would also be reaching out to your government and your HH, the HHS department in your state to find out what plans that they're trying to come up with to figure out how to navigate through this mess. Yeah, they better have something in plan. Hey, Alan, thanks so much for your time on the show. Well, we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me, and uh, have a great rest of your show. Thanks. Uh, we will uh, appreciate it. Al, that's Alan Hager. You can uh, find his uh, previous segments on our Facebook page uh, last week in, in particular. Uh, had some of his good thoughts if you want to learn 
uh, more about what what he's uh, thinking on this. When we come back, we're going to look at uh, the art of the repeal. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, going on offense, trying to get this thing passed. He's actually reaching out to members of Congress, inviting them for bowling last week. Now he's on the uh, offensive, taking it to the people. We'll play some of his comments, talk about why his deal-making is going to be paramount if there is going to be anything passed to change the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> 